Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. I want to encourage you to go back and listen to the beginning of the first hour if you're interested in this Jack Maxey stuff. Again, if it's not somebody whose name you know from me saying just the word Jack Maxey, then you have probably don't listen to the podcast because I've been talking about him for quite a while, and I said this was a story I was going to be following. Although for a good month and a half, maybe more, there hasn't been a lot of news to follow with Jack Maxey. This is a guy who went, just to recap, because again, you can listen to the, listen to the first segment and get all this, but... This is a guy who had the laptop, the laptop, from, I don't want to say day one, but as early as anybody had it, he had a copy of it. And he was trying to go around giving it to people and saying, look, there's a lot of information on here, even pre-election, pre pre it becoming an issue in the election. So he had it that early. And uh, nobody would do anything. And so he's he's been working on it since then. All the information's come out, but then he has gone ahead and said, well, there's a whole bunch of deleted material on this laptop. So he's trying to get that off, and it takes time. But uh, it's been an interesting story to follow, simply because nobody else is following it. And then all of a sudden, when it's something that you or I, we, have been following, it's been kind of under the cover of night, and then it starts to break through. And you go, hey, I knew about this. I was watching this. It's becoming a story because everybody knows that it needs to be a story. We're not quite there yet. But he was on Tucker, and he's been on some more major podcasts with some bigger names. So he's breaking through. Uh, the information that he shared is all there in that first segment, if you want to know. There's there's nuggets that he's dropping, and it's not like he's trying to be you know, QAnon about it. He's not like he's trying to drop hints. It's just that he's saying, well, this is where we're at. So if you want to catch up on that again, listen to that. But then looking forward, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time in this segment. A couple of things I do want to get to here, but uh, looking forward, Ian Camacho is from Look Ahead America. He's coming up in the next segment and that should be great because, you know, the organization True the Vote, which is basically the whole movie of 2000 Mules is based on their data and some of the freedom of information video that you could they can get in some states and some states deleted all their video you know like that's that's all true too um well this is an organization not necessarily like true the vote but they're an organization that focuses on several issues one of them being voter integrity that we could all trust that when we cast a vote it counts and nobody's casting fake votes um they are doing that stuff and they're very no nonsense they don't give you hyperbole they give you the facts and that's really, to me, where we've got to land. If we're going to fix things, even retroactively or, or proactively, we've got to look at facts, not just 
claims, not just you know the the big words. That we we got to look at what's going on. So that's next. Stick around for that. But here, this is what I wanted to get to in this segment. Speaking of America, and you know, talking about oil prices and things, we, we've we've been discussing these things. But this is where our leader's mind is at. Listen to this clip from this week. The United States is in a better position than any other country in the world right now. You see our strength internationally. You see it in the strength of our currency. We are in a better place than almost any other country. That's uh, Brian DC. He's a commentator, and that was on CNN. And he was claiming that we're in a better place than everybody else. Now, there is truth to what he's saying. But just like everything else... It's within the context of a really dumb picture being painted. So this isn't exactly a Picasso. This is um, you got drunk one night, came home, and painted something because you were so inspired, and then you got up the next morning and looked at it. This is where that comment is coming from. Because when you say that America is in a better position than anybody else, what you're saying is that we're on a level playing field with everybody else. We're not. We're the world economic engine. We're the leader. Now, China's rising. India's rising. But we're still, ultimately, by raw statistics, the mass indicator of where a world economy is. So, when the whole world follows our dumb lead in printing a bunch of money for two years that they have no intention of catching up with, which is what they did. That's what the whole world did. Shut everything down printed a bunch of money, flooded all of their economies because they said, well, that's what America's doing. So we have all we have huge impact across the world on what, the way everybody behaves, especially economically, but with everything, everything. Um, and then so when they do this, and then we say, oh, we're in a better position than everybody else because we let everybody off a cliff. And we just happen to be the ones who have a rope who barely hanging on and everybody's hanging on to the bottom of our rope. It, that, that's such a terrible explanation not mine, his. What did you think I was talking about myself? No, that was a good explanation for me. You know, the whole picture, the painting the drunk picture, that was really good. I hope you can appreciate that. But him painting the picture that we are somehow better off and should be thankful for the situation that we're in is so stupid that I can't believe people say this stuff and then that people watch it and go, oh, yeah, well, that's that's very true. But the problem is it is based on some data uh, like the dollar being strong. I mean, that's a good thing. The dollar being strong is a good thing. Some people say, eh, I don't know about that, but I am always an advocate of having a strong dollar because compared to other world currencies, it gives you more power. It gives you more leverage. And if you have somebody who comes in who knows how to use that leverage, not Joe Biden and probably not Kamala Harris, I would doubt really anybody on the Democrat side right now understands business well enough because the way they talk about economy, it's like they have no idea how an economy runs, especially a free market economy, because they don't even think free market economies are good. So they want to destroy it. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm getting off point and I'm not making fun of myself here. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that I've failed in communicating this. I'm saying that they're failing. <laughs> I'm saying the Democrats are failing. It just shifts the blame, you know? Uh, so like I said, we're going to do a short segment here. But the point is that because the dollar is strong, you have people out there saying this stuff. And it's ridiculous because it's just, I've heard the phrase like tallest man in a room full of dwarves or something like that. You know, that that's very accurate. 
you can't claim victory if you're just an inch taller than everybody else, but you're still three foot four. You know, <laughs> you remember back when we used to be six foot nine? Yeah, let's go back to that. Remember when gas prices were two dollars and two fifty? And now we're going, oh, thank God we're down to four twenty five. <laughs> like like these are these are victories. Well, you know, let's celebrate that it's not as bad as it was at this moment. But we're still not out of the woods. I mean, we're going into a recession probably, and that guy even said it there. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm all over the place. I'm just going to stop right there. We're going to come back with Ian Camacho. That'll be a great interview. I promise. We're going to get back on track here at Wiggins America. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 97.1 FM Talk, good morning, and thank you for being here, Wiggins America. I've been looking forward to talking to Ian Camacho all morning, and he is here now. Ian, thanks for being here. Pleasure to be with you, Ryan. Thank you for having me on. So you are the director of Look Ahead America. If people who listen to this show often are familiar with the concept of, well, just overall, kind of paint a picture of what you do with Look Ahead America. Sure. I just want to clarify. I'm actually the director of research with Look Ahead America. Okay. Matt Brainerd uh, was the is the founder uh, and you know, organizer of Look Ahead America, um, but I head up the research department. And what we do at Look Ahead America, you know, aside from voter integrity type work, which is kind of under my you know jurisdiction, I guess, uh, we also work on getting people involved who have been ignored by you know mainstream politics in both parties. Um, it's kind of this negative feedback loop where they don't get involved and then they don't get presented. They feel like they don't want to evolve. And then it's just this, you know, negative cynicism uh, that happens. And so we want to get them engaged and participate as community organizers. Um, and we know that's had a bad rep 
on the left because they basically, you know, that's how Obama came into office and the right poo-pooed him saying, oh, he's just a community organizer. And we think that was a huge mistake because obviously he you know, won both elections and uh, they've been dominating in that field. And so we're working to get people in the grassroots world um, involved and take back their counties and their states uh, because we saw how much that is important in 2020, you know, with the lockdowns and the election and stuff. So it really doesn't matter the state by state and county you know, control you have. So that's what we're trying to empower people to do. So it's turn out the vote, but it's also looking into making sure that everybody gets one vote, right? Exactly. We're looking for integrity. It's not about trying to prove one person one or the other. Um, and that's kind of what we determined in 2020, that the outcome is unclear. We, we can't say for sure this proves Trump won or that Biden won. We just say it's questionable because once the ballot is separated from the envelope with the absentee or once it's cast, we don't know. Yeah, and Ian, that seems to be part of the problem, isn't it? Is that there's so many questions that we really can't answer, and that there's 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 actually too many questions that go unanswered. That a lot of people are saying, well, this proves this. Well, it doesn't quite prove that. It just proves that there are far too many questions that can't be answered, right? Exactly. Like I said, we don't know how people voted. We see like their political party, but there's also people who voted against their party. Um, or you know, change parties, I should say, that last election, the general election. So, yeah, we, we found a number of issues with registration, things that should have disqualified the voter from voting in that state. Um, and a few of these things are now getting picked up in the media or getting verified and validated later. But, you know, initially we were dismissed as was a conspiracy theorist or debunked nonsense or whatever. But, like, we have the receipts. And not to say we don't make mistakes, sure. But we try to, you know, we work with um, local authorities and clerks and whatnot to say, hey, this is legitimate. Please take a look at this. And we are having some investigations going on, which is pretty exciting to see it's validated. Yeah, Ian Camacho is with uh, Look Ahead America, director of research, which I'm actually glad to hear because I do want to talk about some of the specific things that you're finding. Before we go get into some of these swing states and, and some of the things that you are finding, uh, answer this question for me because I hear this a lot. Why does it take so long? You know, we're two years past the election now. Why is it taking so long to look into the 2020 election? Well, I think there's a number of things. Part of it is just they're just in fairness to the clerks and the people who are, you know, in there. I think they just got like fire hose of information coming their way. Unfortunately, you know, there is a lot of stuff that's just not true that the media was quick to debunk and point out as false. And I, you know, I looked at it and I was like, yeah, they're right that those aren't true. So, and I think to some level it became a case of boy who cried wolf mm-hmm. um, in a lot of these cases. Uh, but also there's just people who don't want to do their job. We have submitted stuff. Um, once we did our reports, I was I had the data. I was like, well, it's silly just to sit on and say, yeah, this happened and not do anything with it. We should at least try to clean the rolls up and at least perhaps look into some prosecutions uh, against people who seem to have registered and voted illegally. Um, and the wheels of justice take a long time to to go through and validate and verify everything. But we are trying to go through the proper channels and present it. A lot of people, I think, just made a big scene. And I don't know if they collected a paycheck or what, but they made a big scene. They were famous for a few minutes and they left and you never hear from them again. Yeah. So we're trying to actually do something with our work, not just, you know, make waves. And we don't want to just complain. We want to make a result that's positive. Yeah. Ian, I got to tell you, I mean, this is the first time I ever talked to you. I love just the, the fact-based, rational approach you guys are taking at Look Ahead America, because that's what's been missing. There's been a lot of sensationalism, but there's also been a lot of legitimate questions that have not been addressed. So let's talk about some of those. Um, State by state, which state you want to start with? I'll leave it up to you. 
Well, we just published uh, Wisconsin. That was our most recent one okay. um, in terms of the clerk responses. Although tomorrow we are going to be publishing Georgia. And those two are kind of related. So I'm happy to talk about those. If sure. Like. Yeah, let's do that. So one thing that's really interesting that we found in Wisconsin, and now we brought to attention of Georgia, and it seems to be a pattern. Um, the biggest thing we found was that the you know people were indefinitely confined claiming to be. The problem is that their state laws are badly written, and it's super subjective because sometimes the clerks can remove it and sometimes they choose not to, and it's just the law is badly written because you can claim it by your age, which we think is actually unconstitutional, by the way, Article 26. Um, then you can claim it by your uh, being physically incapacitated, or you can claim it through infirmity. Is what the, it's super loose. Uh, we found people who are on both sides. We found uh, we found was it Representative Hebel's wife who was on you know water skiing and mountain climbing and and biking and stuff outside. She was meeting in groups of ten or more without a mask, by the way, uh, during all COVID, and uh, was voting as indefinitely confined. And he was, and you know, Rep. Hebel was saying, "Oh, there is nothing here. This is nonsense." And obviously, we have evidence of that. As soon as Matt posted that on his Twitter, their Facebook account locked down. Luckily, we have the photos and the receipts. Um, and the Office of Special Counsel validated what they, what we had found too, with a state senator. But one thing we found really interesting that no one's really talking about is that we found people who were at post office boxes or non-residential. Uh, locations and claiming to be at an apartment or a suite or a unit. And the fact is they're just at a post office box, and that's illegal in the state of Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. And when we brought it to the clerks, they started pointing the finger and saying, well, you know, I I didn't know. We heard it from the Wisconsin Election Commission, the the WEC. We went to them. They knew about the issue, and they said, well, it has to be formally complaint uh, filed. And we, we did that, but they said, well, it's not really our fault. It's from the Department of Transportation, the DMV. And so everyone's kind of passing the buck here, right, because it's being automated through the system. And so we trace it back right now, and that's being investigated. It looks like these people are going to clerk at uh, the uh, DMV, that is, and presenting. I don't know if it's false documents or there's getting mailing address at the P.O. box and saying, oh, I live here. Whether it's someone on the inside, whether it's a, a problem with the system, whether it's bad training, we don't know. Uh, we caught about 65 people that actually voted, not including registered only, just voted. Um, and that's a lot. I mean, that can sway a local election. And uh, so it seems to be a problem that we caught, and it, we noticed this is also happening in Georgia and Arizona, so we filed it to their DMVs, their Department of Transportation, to look into this, because how is it slipping through the system? No one's doing their due diligence. Everyone's yeah. passing the buck and saying, oh, this organization failed to do it. So yeah. we're trying to hold people accountable. Ian, when you say you know you found 65 people in Wisconsin, are you looking at statewide with the P.O. Box issue, or are you just looking at a very small area and saying, well, we found this many people in this area, therefore it probably means there's more elsewhere? Sure. In Wisconsin, those are the ones who we found that cast ballots, and that wasn't exhaustive. Like, we didn't look at things like, I don't know. We you know we looked mostly at P.O. Boxes and stuff, right? but we, there was things like factories or warehouses or things that don't qualify that we could have looked at. Um and P- and, and uh, the P.O. Box thing was not such a big issue in Wisconsin, but in Georgia it was. We found over 1,400 voters mm. in that case. We found over 300 in Arizona. We found over 1,300 in Pennsylvania. And uh, it was kind of nice to see this work getting validated in Pennsylvania. Um, there, if, if you mind me switching states a little yeah, bit. Yeah, no, I was going to ask you to. Yeah. Uh, in Lycoming County, uh, their Board of Elections meeting, our report was used and cited to file a complaint against their county clerk, who I even recommended in my report that this person be terminated. He was super unprofessional, really hostile, um, never had experienced anything like that. 
and basically just dismissive of our evidence until I was like, take a look. Like, here's the property records. Here's the Google Maps of it. Here's the UPS store saying this is the address. Like, here's all this evidence there. And, you know, we found like 12 people, I think, in their county. And so it's kind of nice to see it being brought forward and through the proper channels of here's how you challenge voters. Here's how you challenge the clerk who's not doing their job. Things like that that should have been caught a long time ago because these aren't all new registrations. A lot of them are kind of older. And it's unfortunate that it's taken this long, but we're glad to at least see people taking our work and doing something with it, which is the whole point. It's not just about complaining. We actually want to see action taken. And what you're finding is something that it's not just that you're finding, you know, random P.O. boxes that have uh, voter registration attached to them. These are people who who actually voted. Right. So the illegal votes. Correct. That it's because we don't know. I mean, and, and as far as we know, we only caught them through voting. Who knows what else they're doing? Right. Because they have a they have the address, the so-called apartment or unit or whatever uh, attached to their driver's license or state ID. Who knows what they're doing with that? We don't know. I mean, we just we just caught them through this method. Um, and again, just to be clear, people will say, well, isn't that legal to vote from a post office box? It is if it's your mailing address. That's not a problem. If it's your actual registration address and we made sure, hey, were these transcribed? Was it a, did the clerk screw up and switch these two? Like, nope. Or, and in a lot of cases, they didn't have another address, so that's the only one. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's pretty much just people not doing their job, not checking, assuming it was fair. So Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so as we conclude here, we're running out of time, but... I think whatever what's on everybody's mind is is now looking forward. You know, we're coming up on another election here in a couple months. How should we feel as Americans going into another election? Have things gotten better? Are they in the process of getting better? Should we have confidence? Things have improved for sure. Uh, I would say Arizona is definitely leading the way. Florida has been leading the way. Uh, Wisconsin recently struck down uh, drop boxes as unconstitutional by their state laws. Um, but we could always use volunteers to help with us because um, I'm actually recruiting for research people right now, so I could definitely use more people to check through their state voter rolls. I mean, I mean, we're doing it, but there's nothing to stop the average citizen. Hey, I want to take a look at this and challenge them. Um, you know, looking at our looking at our work, you can get an example of how to go about doing it. Uh, and as far as you know, elections moving forward, I do think 2022 is a little more secure than 2020, but there's still a lot more work to be done. Uh, unfortunately, we need to kind of separate the noise from the actual work. Um, but I will say it's slightly better than 2020, but we have a long way to go. So, Ian, if somebody is listening right now and wants to connect with you and, and says, you know what, I could probably get involved and help with this in Missouri or God help us in Illinois. We could use a lot of help there, too, because we broadcast in both yeah. states. Um, how do they do that? How do they connect with you guys? Sure. If they want to be a volunteer, like I mentioned, you go to our website. You can see our news bulletins and our reports and everything there. You would go to lookaheadamerica.org slash volunteer. You could sign up to be a volunteer, and someone will reach out to you in your state. Um, and if you're not able to volunteer, maybe you don't have the time. We're, you know, we also do need donations to you know, run our operations, right? We have things to do. This stuff does cost money, filing complaints and you know, uh, certifications, things like that. Um, you're also welcome to make a donation, but ideally we could really use more volunteers because that's that's our, our biggest ask. So again, lookaheadamerica.org slash volunteer. That's the best way to reach out to us. Great. Ian Camacho from Look Ahead America. And if you heard that and you said, oh, I didn't have a pen quick enough, contact me. It's fine. I'll connect you with Ian at Radio Wiggins on Twitter. Ian, thank you so much for your time. Ryan, it was an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me on the show. All right. Let's stay in touch, too. More Wiggins America around the way. And then one day. 
After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Okay, I texted you last night, Trisha Seekman in studio with us. Did you watch In the Tall Grass yet? No, I haven't yet. I'll do it tonight. It's a Joe Hill is Stephen King's son who chose a random pen name. I think he chose the most bland pen name possible, Joe Hill. Yeah, I actually, I think I know a guy named Joe Hill. Maybe more I think than we one. all know a Joe Hill. Does everybody know a Joe Hill? Yeah. It's not the same guy, is it? No. I think There's he just... chose that name knowing that there would be a billion Joe Hills. Huh. And, and he didn't want to get darn. by on the King name. Thanks. So I kind of respect that. Yeah, good for um, him. He and his dad, though, wrote a book or a short story called In the Tall Grass, and they made it into a movie on Netflix in 2019. I knew nothing about it going into it. I'm not going to tell you anything about going into it other than they're in tall grass. <laughs> <laughs> I got that, <clears throat> and I looked it up. It's got a 36% on IMDb. Yeah, people hate it. Mm-hmm. So I don't... I, I loved it, and okay. maybe it's because I had no expectations, so even talking about it is going to ruin it. Well, let me watch it tonight, and then we can maybe we follow up on it next, it week. next yeah. week. Yeah, That's fine. Uh, do, I, I love the movie, and it's maybe because I was just, it's kind of thriller enough. What if I think it's garbage? Tell me. I, I have not talked to anybody who really enjoyed the I movie. I don't want to hurt your feelings. No, please tell me. Because it, that movie, I genuinely enjoyed it. It's it weird because I say something that hurts your feelings, then you tear up, and it's... Oh, yeah. I mean... It derails after, the whole morning. After Saturdays, there's a good three, four days where we cannot talk. I know. Because, because my feelings are so hurt. Too painful. So wait to... Just tell me, like, immediately so we can just pull the Band-Aid off. Okay. So that by next week, All we right, can talk again. I'll text again. you tonight. Okay? I'll let you know. Thank you. All right. So we're going to do a little segment here. It's kind of new. It's called Serious Question, where we're just going to bring some news stories from the week and then ask a serious question about those news stories. So I'll lead off. Serious question. Serious question. Joe Biden, as you know, was diagnosed with COVID-19. And people are really worried about this. My serious question. What the hell is COVID-19? You ever heard of that? Serious question. No. Is it still, is it, okay, I'm going to counter your question with a question. Go ahead. All right. Is COVID-19 the same thing as all of these variants that are going around? No idea. I don't either. I'm not a doctor. I've got another serious question to counter my counter to your serious question. Go ahead. Is it spelled capital C-O-V-I-D or is it just capital C-O-I-V-D? I think it's... I think it's C O V I D dash nineteen, and I think it's because it comes from the COVID Valley region of Nepal. Then why do we see it 
uh, some capitalized, some lowercase. I think that's just human error, as I've seen. But I don't, again, I don't know. Grammarly has me change it. Really? Mm -hmm. My phone, when I texted you about it, told me that I had to either capitalize the C or all the letters. But no periods in between, so that makes me understand that this isn't an acronym for anything. This is clearly from the COVID Valley. I can't keep it straight. Uh, So that's my first serious question. Yours? I have a... Man, I just hope he's doing okay. Um, Mm -hmm. All right. Star Trek actor Simon Pegg slammed slammed Star Wars franchise for being the most toxic fandom. Uh, This was after he was asked about which franchise that he's been a part of, Star Wars, Star Trek, or Doctor Who, had the hardest fans to please. And he said, hands down, Star Trek, or uh, Star Wars franchise is the most toxic. Serious question. Serious question. Have you ever fallen victim to Star Wars fan toxicity? (laughs) (laughs) Don't turn your mic off. I turned you back on. You almost fell into that. Uh, <laughs> that's a good question. Thanks. Um, gosh, in my years on this planet, the only serious Star Wars toxicity I get and I'm about to get for saying this is that I don't really care about Star Wars. I don't like it that much. It's fine if it had existed and everybody said, that's a fun movie. I would have been fine with it. But the love for this freaking series, I don't get. They love it. And the 52-year-old actor uh, Mm. who starred in episode 7, The Force Awakens, admitted that he too was once a toxic fan and contributed to the slamming of Jar Jar Binks. Uh, Oh, man. I know. When the film was released in 1999. He was also in which series? Doctor Who and what else? Uh, Star Trek, the reboot. Oh, he's been in all three of those? Mm -hmm. I see. Doctor Who is kind of a weird one to me. I I don't get... I don't... I I get the 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 lore and the background because it's just been on for so long. People love that one too. That I get like the whole the well, it's got a long history and all that stuff. But I don't. I've watched some episodes and it's the same plot every time. It's some stupid monster. It's a sci-fi series that ends up just fighting dumb monsters. Have you ever been to a comic con? Serious question. Not an official one. Do you want to go? No. I kind of do. Well, I want to go. No, no, I don't. If you, they're too much of a show now. If, if you went to one, what would you dress up as? Probably Jar Jar. Mm. Just since you it's mentioned dangerous. it. Dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, to answer your serious question, I've never experienced that much Star Wars toxicity. Therefore, I should dress up like Jar Jar and go to a Star Wars convention. If you want to be a true victim, <clears throat> here's my question for you, Kim. Serious question. Serious question. Uh, If you go to the St. Louis Aquarium right now, located in historic Union Station, the aquarium has many interactive attractions. I'm reading from a press release. The St. Louis's new moon jellyfish, though, is a touch tank. You can reach in and touch their moon jellyfish. That seems dangerous. Serious question. Should they hire somebody to stand at the tank and pee on you. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> no, you never go to an aquarium without a friend. They do not need to pay an employee salary and benefits and mm-hmm. everything else. for. A, what's that person going to do? Just drink water all day and pee? You're going to run out of pee. That's not healthy. No, that they stand there and drink water. Although I guess 
here's here's another serious question. Serious question. <clears throat> if you're if you're really healthy and you've drank basically nothing but water, and so you don't have yellow pee, you got pretty clear pee. Mm-hmm. Does that still take care of the jellyfish sting, or do know. you need the yellow? Another serious question. It is a very good question. Have you ever been stung by a jellyfish? No. Me neither. No. Would and you I, let somebody pee on you? If it if I knew that it actually helped, I, I think that. I'm not even sure if that's a real thing or not. Would you? <laughs> if it hurt bad enough, would you let somebody try it, even if you didn't know it was real? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I, I would. Here, here's another serious question, clearly. Serious question. W- would you prefer it be a stranger that you'd never see again? That was going to be my question. Really? Uh-huh. Or would you prefer it to be somebody you know? I think it needs to be somebody I know. Really? Yeah. I almost would rather have just some stranger, some just big old fat guy walk up and be like, Oh, I see what you got there. Why does this person have to be obese? I just, I want them to be off-putting in many ways. Like, I, w- I don't want so it to be never... an attractive person because I don't want to think about... There are plenty you know. of attractive, overweight people, so... No, I'm thinking about a particular guy, though. I mean, this guy's got a mustache that is untamed. He has not bathed in weeks because he just lives at the beach. I mean, this guy's gross. He's got sand everywhere. If he lives at the beach, he's probably not going to be that obese. I don't know. I, I'm picturing this guy just sitting there in a chair, just hounding on some big old pretzels. Speedo or no speedo? All day. In my mind, that guy would need a speedo. I need this to be something that's like, I don't ever want to think about that again. And I just put it out. Just put it away. I can't not think about that guy. Okay. Back to the aquarium real quick, though. Serious question. Are you concerned that this would not be a paid position, that it would be a volunteer position? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, a little bit, now that you mention it. I think maybe you just hydrate your patrons enough as they come in so they're ready to pee when they get to the exhibit. Mm -hmm. Or just put the tank right next to the bathroom. Put it in the bathroom. Yeah, you You can do that. Yeah, but then you have to, you've got the whole uh, unisex bathroom issue. Oh, gosh, yeah. 2022. Well, there are a lot of kids there. I just don't know that you can have. I think what you're going to have to do is have somebody, you're going to have to have a peer fill up a bucket of pee and then just have basically a mister of pee. You know, yeah. like they do like at Six, six Flags. flags. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's going to be pee. So once you touch the jellyfish, sting, stick your hand in the mister, keep going. I think you've almost solved that problem. Let me finish reading this uh, this press release. It says, lets you touch a jellyfish without the consequences of being stung. Oh, okay. Never mind. Mm. Well, yeah. if they decide to go uh, the jellyfish sting consequence route, then they should listen to this. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think everything we just did for the last three or four minutes Function. probably completely null and void because I didn't finish reading it. Okay. Last well, question. Last what? Go ahead. You want to do it? No, I don't. I got the last one then? You got the last one. Okay. Serious Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez on Wednesday pushed back on criticism claiming that she faked being handcuffed. You've seen this. I have. <clears throat> when police arrested her at an abortion rally outside the Supreme Court. Uh, she started fighting with Nancy Mace, who's a Republican from... Uh, South Carolina, Nancy Mace had to love that. She's not that huge of a name, and so when somebody like AOC is talking to you, and she's also kind of like a middle Republican, so this makes people go, "Ah, I'm I like her better." Is that the yeah. reaction? You uh, every time you hear Nancy Mace now, different. There's different factions of the Republican Party here in St. Louis. We don't do that. South Carolina, gotcha. No faking here, AOC said in on Twitter. Putting your hands behind your back is the best practice while detained. 
handcuffed or not, to avoid escalating charges like resisting arrest. Serious question. Is it? Maybe. Putting your hands behind your back yeah. without being handcuffed? Don't they want to see your hands at all times? I don't know. Maybe the when while being detained, she may be onto something, but doesn't she doesn't that void it when she lifts her hands up? Yes. Yes. Does that undo the whole I point? Mean, I mean, it's AOC. They didn't even consider her enough of a threat to handcuff. Right. So do they think she's actually a threat? Like she's going, oh, I'm just showing you that I'm not going to punch you in the face. I mean, like, I don't have a weapon. You think she's carrying a gun what if, in D.C.? What if they would have tackled her when she lifted her hand up in protest? I mean, I'm all for that. Because under that under that theory that yeah. she was doing that as a sign of obedience to maintain the peace, as soon as she lifted her fist in the air... Somebody should have come just oh, yeah. out of nowhere and right. boom and just leveled. Bam, it. she's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a mess on the concrete. There's all kinds of people I am fighting. Not suggesting violence. No, I am not suggesting. You're, you're, you're that... using her own logic, correct? To say if if you're showing that you're not violent, then the minute you change that pose, you're showing violence. Mm-hmm. And also, didn't she criticize Josh Hawley for doing the exact same pose? Yeah different cause yeah so that's all that matters well thanks yeah thank you uh more wiggins america stick around no answer came well we did a segment in the middle of last hour talking about the state of comedy actually i've played a lot of simpsons audio this week i wasn't planning on that just kind of happened where some of it was not relevant to anything just some random news stories some of it was relevant to just where not cancel culture but um, woke culture has gone. The principal Skinner audio from that segment was really good. If you want to rewind and get, get that on the Odyssey app, you can always rewind or you can get the podcast. Highly recommend you do that because the more people download my podcast, uh, well, it actually doesn't impact anything. It doesn't directly affect me in any way, but I still think you should do it just because we're all friends. Uh, and good morning again, as we're almost done with this morning, in fact, but I did want to bring that up because uh, John Cleese sat down, as I mentioned before, with the Babylon Bee of all people. Now, John Cleese, if you know much about John Cleese, he is not hes not a right winger. He's not even really a moderate. I would put him in the camp of, of firmly left, but just because of maybe just because of his age, he's considered a traditional liberal now. And traditional liberals, as you've seen with Bill Maher and some of these other people, they found themselves homeless. They don't really know where to go with woke politics. They don't like it, but they don't really like the right. So I thought it was just good and courageous. Maybe, you know, when you're 95 years old, you've seen it all and you don't have anything left. To, it does not matters anymore to you. You've had your career. Uh, sitting down with somebody like the Babylon Bee isn't going to hurt you or you're not going to get canceled or anything. So John Cleese did that, and I praise him for that because... I uh, like to see sort of the walk working across the aisle. And they were glad to take the interview, of course, and he's a comedy legend. But he had some, some things to say about the state of comedy. I'll play a couple of cl- clips here for you. I think it's particularly worrying at the moment because you can only create in an atmosphere of, of, of freedom um, where uh, you're not checking everything you say critically before you move on. What you have to be able to do is to build without knowing where you're going, because you've never been there before. That's what creativity is, so you have to be allowed to build. And a lot of comedians now 
uh, are sitting there and when they think of something they start thinking oh, could I get away with that I don't think so so and so got into trouble when he said that or she said that you see what I mean and that's the death of creativity yeah so that's some interesting commentary there I'm not sure why they put a music background on the whole thing but they did and he's talking about the death of creativity being where you just constantly are checking yourself now it's not that you've never everybody's checking themselves all the time when you're thinking about doing anything, speaking to a coworker or uh, just you know saying anything online, whatever it is, you're always you always got a conscience in the back of your brain. I'm not saying that you shouldn't have that, and I don't know that that's what he's saying either. But he's saying there are a lot of people that are so self-checking that they're really never creating anything original now, and we're in a spot where that's unfortunate because all of us remember a spot not too long ago where we weren't there. Now, it's not that there were not guardrails and things, which he speaks to in the second clip, too, and the way things have changed, but we've gone too far the other direction, and I think it's nice to see people that are well-known, and maybe it's just because they're comedians, but they're speaking out on this kind of stuff, and so here's that second clip. You can't really get cancelled these days for anything to do with sex, whereas that's exactly what you would have got cancelled for in the 60s, you see. It's as though human beings want to have some things that you absolutely mustn't do and other things that are all right, and they just change every 25 years. So I would say at the moment this is a difficult time, particularly for young comedians, but you see my audience is much older and they're simply not interested in most of the work attitudes. I mean, they just think that uh, you should try and be kind to people and that's no need to complicate it. You know? uh, he, he speaks to the age of his audience. John Cleese, of course, is pretty old at this point. I don't know exactly how old he is. I should have looked that up. But obviously, people who grew up watching John Cleese, uh, you know, some of us, I mean, I've, I've watched some of John Cleese. I was never a huge Monty Python fan. I loved uh, Holy Grail, but that's about it. I didn't love the show very much. I really just don't love British humor. And somebody's going to be really mad at me for that. That's okay. You can get mad at me for that. At Radio Wiggins, if you want to at me on Twitter, we can fight <laughs> about John Cleese and, and Monty Python. But they certainly did push uh, that that world forward com comedically and also just the fact that they were British. You know, there was a lot of just kind of stuffy attitudes when they were coming up in the 60s and then into the 70s that they really broke down. And he speaks to that in the overall interview. If you want to get it, you can just search John Cleese and Babylon B and you can hear the whole thing. It's, you know, I, I would say he's got some gems in there. I didn't pull them all, but he talks in a little bit about that clip about how the 60s, you could, you could really only, you could say whatever you wanted unless it was about sex. And now if you make sex jokes, that's almost passe. You know, if you're making sex jokes, it's like boring. Everybody's already done that. Uh, if they're the right sex jokes, you know, you can't make the wrong ones. But that's where we're at, and it's it's not a great place to be. But I do see, I do see good happening here, and I think we all, you know, it's it's not the prevailing culture. But when you do have big names, and I would put John Cleese in that category. He's not necessarily making anything right now, but he's a super relevant name. Everybody knows who he is. Uh, when you have people like him. When you have people like Dave Chappelle, and again, as he mentions there, kind of traditional liberals, Bill Maher is, is a comedian. When you have them pushing back on woke culture, you know something's changing. The, the, the bow is about to break, and I think that's where we are. Thanks for tuning in this week. This is Wiggins America, and we will see you next week. Get more at 971talk.com. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 